And welcome back to the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller on the weekend. I wanted to talk about the moon wobble again, because if you look at today's chart for Saturday, October 5th, we have um, a very prominent formation in the chart today. And really, other than the ones that have been there for a while, this is the one that is most prominent. Jupiter, Neptune still in place. Jupiter is also in a crosswise aspect with Uranus. So that could just throw a little bit of wonky into Now, you remember Uranus is in the house of finance. The U.S. stock market took a pretty good hit last week. So we'll see what October brings for the markets. But I wanted to talk more about this moon wobble because it is the dominant pattern in the chart by far. Now, tomorrow at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas, Majana and I are doing a talk on basically Saturn-Pluto, and we'll probably talk about this as well, because one of the things with Saturn-Pluto, so these are the, here are your dominant energies. What's going on? Saturn and Capricorn, okay? That is all about structure, especially related to corporate entities, all right? I'm talking about foundational entities, of which government is one. So the more I've been talking about this just to friends and a few associates and a few comments on Facebook and things like that, people are asking, what's this going to involve with the conversation that's going on in Washington? I think the two are interlinked. I really think that the Saturn-Pluto, Saturn in Capricorn, has uncorked the bottle on all this stuff. And, you know, it's this is what's interesting about this conversation in Washington is it's not one-sided. It's not like, I mean, I grew up in the Watergate era, right? It's not like that. There was a break-in. When did the president know? And what did he know? You know, it's not like that. This is a multi-dimensional, both sides of the aisle. This is not a unilateral or one-dimensional conversation. And that's exactly what Pluto-Saturn would point to, is this is going to uncork the whole thing. It's all going to be filleted out. And possibly by the time this is over, we're going to know a lot more about the deep, dark secrets that go on behind closed doors. And wouldn't you say it's about time? And that's, like I say, that's on both sides of the political spectrum, all sides of the political spectrum. I think this has the potential to expose all of it. And it was triggered by the moon wobble. So here was this predominant energy, Saturn-Pluto, in Capricorn, looking to uncork the bottle, unmask the genie, get everything out on the table so we can deal with it, restructuring, transformation, and a neighboring energy, the moon wobble, which is really affects the nodes of the moon, which is sitting, the south node is sitting right there next to Saturn. You see how this, so that's, so the dominoes are lined up. The moon wobble just tripped the stack. We're talking about energy here. Now, the other thing that I thought would be appropriate to bring into this conversation is, yeah, but Thomas, aren't we conscious creators? Can't we just envision our own future? There's a Facebook group that I joined just yesterday, a Neville Goddard group, if you're familiar with him. He's a writer back from eras gone by, decades gone by, many Saturn-Pluto conjunctions gone by. Let's put it that way. How about that? And Neville Goddard's teaching was that if we imagine ourselves 
in the reality that we want, then the universe mobilizes to fulfill that. Wishes fulfilled. So it seems like those would be contradictory. You look at astrology and you kind of see a fixed destiny. And we look at reality creation, Fred Dodson, all the audiobooks that I've narrated for Fred Dodson about reality creation from within. How do we reconcile these? Let's go back to just some basics. Have you ever been on a farm or in an emergency room or at a police station on the night of a full moon? Or let's say two or three nights on either side, but particularly the night before or the night of a full moon. You ask any of the people who work there, who see it come and go every month, is it different? Unequivocally, they will say yes. <laughs> I mean, just go ask, right? Go ask a nurse. Go ask your favorite police officer. What's it like on a full moon? And they'll just roll their eyes and then they'll start talking, right? All you can do is listen at that point because they will tell you that human behavior changes around full moons. Animal behavior changes around full moons. The farmer will tell you it's time to go out in the pasture in the morning and see how many calves we got overnight. Now, is that destiny or is that free will or is that just a gravitational effect of the moon's pull on the earth that we know happens with the tides and with every full moon? I would think that if we were asking this question 150 years ago, we would go more to folklore and we would think that there is some kind of a an effect that is mysterious. Now we happen to know exactly what that is. Science has get fulfilled in the rest of the story. But what about Saturn and Pluto and these planets that are so far away that you can't say that the gravitational force is having that kind of an impact? Well, I think there's evidence now that the, gravi that the gravitational force does indeed have some kind of an impact. But I think astrology is a mirror of energies on earth. And I think that the grand design of the universe, which is divinely brilliant, is so miraculously structured that the precision of these energetic changes on earth are reflected by the movement of the planets in the sky. All right, let's just start with the most miraculous that I think is just incredible is that all of these planets in our solar system, or these bodies in our solar system, move around the same ecliptical line. Go figure. What are the chances of that? And if you don't think that this is symmetric and real, then go explain that one, and when you come back with a logical answer to how that happened, then we'll have the next question. Right? It's like, you got to get me past that one before we're going to go any further. I mean, in a random explosion of creation, let's say, however it all came about, are you telling me that, well, it would be eight bodies, the sun and the moon not counted, let's just say those are, the luminaries are set aside, that eight bodies randomly aligned themselves on the same exact axis, and are you ready for this, across 3.6 billion miles? Okay, think about if you fly from New York to Los Angeles. What is it, about 1,700 miles? Takes about four, four and a half hours in an airplane. 15, 16, 1,700 miles. We are talking about 3.6 billion miles, and all of these eight planets just happen to line up in the same line. Okay, that was random. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go there. 
So I think by this beautiful, masterful design that this was lined up so that this could be a reflection of energies on Earth. And it is so precise that we could look at a, at a chart 100 years from now and see exactly where the energy is going to be on a given day. I think that is just, that's the kind of brilliance that I wanted to find when I started my quest looking for something different than what I had grown up with. When I heard the quote from Warner Von Braun, one of the early pioneers of the NASA Apollo program and a World War II rocket engineer, and he said, because of the physics of the universe, we can launch a rocket, send it to the moon, land it in a specific spot, bring it back, and drop it in the ocean. That's not the exact quote, but that's what he was saying. And he was, he was attributing the precision of that design to a divine creator. And when we talk about the precision of the spiritual realm, this is where it's reflected. And that was my quest, was to find something that showed the spiritual side of life in the same precision as the physical side of life. Well, this does it. And I narrate an audio book for Fred Dodson called Levels of Energy. And he talks about everything in the universe being energy. What are these reflections of energy? So we go back to the illustration that I like the most is about the surfer. So there's high tides and low tides. When do you go surfing? High tide. If you know how to read the water and you are looking, you're paddling out there on your surfboard, you're just kind of cruising, you're watching, you're waiting, you're getting a little sun on your back, and then all of a sudden you see the right formation. And because you know how to read the water, you know that that over there is going to be a good wave. So you start paddling intensely to go over there and get in the way of that wave. And as the wave starts to crest, you stand up. And you stand up just at the right time, and you have the best ride of your life. And you get back to the toward the shore, and you're woohoo, you know, and can't wait to get one of those again. Wow, what a perfect day to be out on the board. That's the analogy. Yes, I think we can absolutely, and I do every day, set intentions and creations, and things manifest in my life in crazy and miraculous and wonderful ways. And I've learned also through this how to f read the water, how to find the right surf. I'm even studying some other areas around electional astrology and financial astrology. And I hope to bring both of those into this podcast once I get educated enough myself to be conversant on it. I want to obviously disseminate the right information. But when is the best time to do something? Electional. What might affect the, the markets and money, especially with Uranus in Taurus, which I think is going to have a tremendous impact over the next seven years. Well, I'm trying to look at see how to read the waves on that too. So yes, we create, and yes, we go surf when it's time to surf, and that's how I like to view this. I've taken up enough of your weekend. We'll talk more moon wobble tomorrow. Have a great Saturday. I'll see you tomorrow, and we're just going to keep this right on going because who knows how the headlines might change between today and tomorrow. <laughs> we'll keep up with it. All right, have a great one. Bye-bye.